Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to our sec. I was about to say, welcome to the first episode of season eight because it's the first one we're recording. We recorded this one first, but it's the second episode of the season. So, welcome yes. back to another episode of season eight. We are so excited, as we always are, to be with y'all and be chatting and back, back in, the, in the rhythm. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season for sure. So at the top y'all know the drill if you've been around here for a while if you are not following us on instagram you should go do that you can find us at lftm underscore podcast it's always a fun time over there and then if you are not subscribed to our newsletter we send out a newsletter every thursday so the day after the week's episode premieres with just some uh, helpful links to resources that can help y'all as you're navigating dating and singleness so books blog posts uh, podcast, YouTube videos, other episodes from our show that maybe we've referenced or that go kind of hand in hand with the topic for that week. And then of course the Hallmark movie of the month, our favorite portion <laughs> of the newsletter. So you can sign up for that by going to the link in our Instagram bio or by going to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. And there's a newsletter tab that you could check out there, but all sorts of fun ways to connect with us. And if you're new here, if, the, if you're like, oh, this random dating podcast I've never listened to. I'm going to check this out. This is your first time. Welcome. Yes. We are so happy to have you. We have lots of content if you want to go back. Um, but this is a good uh, time to just jump into yeah. it. So we're happy to have you. It's going to be a fun few months. Yes. We're going to have a grand old time. So one thing I did want to mention, I'm hoping by the time this comes out, we have all of our ducks in a row yes. <laughs> for this. Fingers crossed. It's still a few weeks off. So hopefully, hopefully we do, but we are starting a Facebook group for you guys. This is something that was requested just kind of as a, like a community where you guys can interact with each other and kind of get to know each other and just build some friendships there. So we have a Facebook group. I'm hoping we have sent it out to everyone. If not, just kind of keep an eye out for it. Make sure you do go sign up for the newsletter because that's how you'll get probably all of the details on that. And one thing I do know that we are still kind of figuring out and would love your feedback on too is you can DM, DM us on Instagram or on Facebook. Just kind of like what kinds of things would you like to see in that group? Um, because we want it, we want it to be something that's useful for you. I know I, like I've joined Facebook type things before where it's kind of like the people in charge of it just ran with what they thought would be fun or what they thought would, but it just didn't really actually serve the needs of the group. And it was hard to really get involved. And so we don't want to do that. We want this to be really useful and beneficial for you guys. So like, do you want to see, like, it would it be helpful if we asked questions, got conversations started, just kind of chat chit-chatted would it be helpful if we did like lives once a month to like talk with you guys um just what kind of stuff do you want to see let us know we want to we want to make it something that you enjoy and that you really like definitely so, yeah i'll leave that at that we will dive into that more as time goes on and we really get that off the ground so i wanted to throw that out there last thing before we get into today's content though is the question of the day boop, boop. so my it's my turn to ask the question which is, what is your sh most strongly held 
but completely inconsequential belief. Oh my gosh. What is something you feel super strongly about, but is of no real importance whatsoever? Oh, you know what, what I mean? Great question. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now we start the clock of the seven minutes of time. <laughs> Bethany will have to cut out while I think of my answer. Um, something I feel really strongly about, but it doesn't really matter. I, you won't mind. Like, yeah. Hell, you that will, mind, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I will never be convinced that regular Oreos are not far superior to all other Oreos with one exception that I've recently discovered. F- just regular Oreos, right. double, stu- double stuff. Not as good. Mega mm. stuff. Definitely not as good. And the most stuff or what they're not <laughs> that cookie to cream ratio is only correct in regular Oreos. She's quite the Oreo purist. You will not convince me otherwise. I don't like other cream in the cookies. I don't like that's it. Just original. Now, one thing I've recently discovered, Oreo Thins. Oh, you love those. I love them. Mm-hmm. The ratio is the just, same still. The same. It's, it's just it's all scaled. less. Okay. So those are acceptable. They're also better for you. So really, they're not as good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, they're not better for you. It just takes more of them to be the yeah, same. Yeah, to be the Any same case. amount, but which you in my like brain, more of yeah, them. <laughs> my brain is, oh, that means I can eat more. Yeah. Not that I eat the same amount. <laughs> So, oh gosh. I will say mine. the, whatever those Oreos you had at Galentine's day, the, the, those the, Lindsay's. the Java, Java chip. Ch- oh whatever. my gracious. She loves them too. I don't like coffee. So I yeah. don't even, I was wondering, I'm like, surely Bethany did not supply no, these Lindsay's because like obsessed with them. <laughs> this is not something that is uh, lined up with Bethany's Oreo beliefs, but <laughs> those are so good. So if you haven't tried those, I'm not even a big Oreo, like I, I like not. them, yeah. but I don't reach for them all the it's time. Okay. We can still be friends. Yes. You know. <laughs> opposites attract (laughs) um as the episode says oh my gosh what am i i know i have probably like 15 and i'm not thinking of any of it oh okay got it okay i've got one okay i'm probably gonna make a lot of people angry with this but i really don't care um if you if you can tie in a sport i don't think it's a real sport oh like the competition can end in a tie yes which i realize at different levels like football technically can so Mm -hmm. maybe you know i don't i don't agree with it if you are going to spend that much time (laughs) effort and energy and you can end the way you started that's stupid agree yes i would agree with you on that i get very riled up about it i like i dislike soccer for a lot of reasons i know we probably have a lot of people who love soccer because you know it's like the world (laughs) sport or whatever and i'm just not about it one it has way too much running and not enough scoring (laughs) and I'm more of a yes. I I've decided I don't like high turnover, low, low reward, reward sports. sports. Yes, I just, yeah, agreed. So, but I think it's absolutely ridiculous that you can play a sport and tie. That's a good one. Thank you. This is also coming from me, who comes from the family that like when you don't keep score in a sport. Yeah. We, like we kept score at my brother's kindergarten upward basketball games <laughs> on the sideline yeah. because they wouldn't keep it. So we're a little probably unhealthy. Yeah. On the competitive spectrum. <laughs> but I just <laughs> don't think you, I don't think okay. you should tie. I like this. I'm gonna put a question box on our Instagram because now I'm intrigued. Ooh. I wanna know what you guys is very strongly held but completely inconsequential beliefs are. Yes. So I'm gonna put a question box on Instagram. Y'all go put your answers, we'll share them. We can talk about it. Cause yeah, we can do some polls with the answers and get people Ooh, yes. get people all riled up. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to today's topic. Yes, which we are answering the question, do opposites really attract? And I feel like we had something similar 
to this on our we just keep a running list of topic yeah. ideas and then i was in i think i was talking to melanie or somebody and the thought kind of came of like oh is this a really a good yeah. idea because everybody's like oh opposites tracked opposites tracked i'm uh-huh. like do they yeah <laughs> and is it always a good idea and what if you are similar to the person that you're with and so when bethany and i were kind of mapping out the season yeah we're like oh this will be a good one to kick things off with so I i'm like excited this. about it so okay this isn't really in the notes but before we jump into what we do have in the notes do opposites attract in your mind like just an- straight up just answer the question what do you think i think so yeah yeah i think do you think it's a good thing most of the time most of the time okay you do yeah That's what, okay i do i think i don't really have any like scientific reasoning yeah. to back that up but i i think let, let me put it this way i think if you're both like the majority ish healthy yeah then okay yes. yes that's what i was gonna say i i do think they do i think for girls though a lot of the times that opposite is something a lot of times we're like we'll fix it mm. so you're not you're not really attracted to the opposite thing in him. Like you're attracted, you're to, attracted the project. to the challenge of fixing it. It's like guys like the chase yes. of like getting the girl and then girls like the challenge of like molding the guy. Yes, I think that is the, our natural bent. I feel like there's an episode somewhere Probably, in that too. Probably, yes. Put okay. that on the list. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, 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 the tendency or the value in it once you have been redeemed by Jesus is different. There yeah. is still value in being opposite, but I think it's different once you put that filter over it. Well, and I think too, it kind of depends on how you view, like, what are you thinking about when you say opposites attract? Well, that's is it like too. opposite personalities? Is mm-hmm. it opposite, um, like experiences? Is it opposite lifestyles, yeah. opposite interests? You know, what is opposite everything? Yeah. What, what, is, cause my mind goes to personality. Yeah um i don't think complete opposites attract yeah i think there has to be you know we just talked about common interests in couchcast last week i think there has to be some commonality yeah i agree and it may be that you your faith like that may be the thing but there's got to be something yeah um okay so let's talk then about like our personal experience you go you go first i know i because i know i've i've dated guys very similar to me i've dated guys very opposite of me so yeah yeah let's just talk about that okay so i've always been a big believer in the opposites attract whatever the saying thing belief because that's the way my parents are and so that was my experience growing up that was the marriage i saw the most of and Uh they have a great marriage and they could not be more different (laughs) when it when it comes to personality and wiring and all of that now they had a lot in common as far as um their backgrounds mm-hmm. and their interests and things like that. So okay. they weren't just complete opposites, but I mean, as far as personalities go, they mm-hmm. could not be more different. Yeah. And so I always kind of had the thought of, Oh, well this, this That's is what, what marriage makes, looks like. Yeah. This yeah. is what marriage looks like. This is what makes sense. You hear like, Oh, you'll balance each other out, which we'll talk about in a second. So that was the filter I had going into dating. But then as I dated, I dated guys kind of like you said, some were, were opposite Mm -hmm. of me um I would say more so they were probably similar which I didn't really figure out until probably two years ago (laughs) um and or they were opposite in ways that I didn't expect Mm -hmm. not like the generic like oh well I'm introverted so he'll be extroverted or I'm this and he'll be that it was we were opposite in ways that I didn't ever really think about so I've had experience 
with both. I will say I do prefer being someone who being with someone who is more on the opposite okay. side of the spectrum than similar because there is balance that comes with that and there's different perspectives and there's, you know, a lot of times he has strengths where I'm weak and I have strengths where he's weak and stuff like that. So I do like that. However, <laughs> as someone, there's big always, caveat. yeah, big caveat as someone who does not like conflict, mm. which I, I guess most people don't like conflict, but, but really I, don't. I really don't like conflict. <laughs> I have learned that when you're with someone who is super different from you, there is going to be more conflict, especially starting out because you're so different. You handle situations differently. You communicate differently. You have different expectations and experiences and filters and everything. And so like I've learned in a lot of times when I'm dealing with conflict, I talk to my dad a lot because me Mm -hmm. and my dad are very similar. So we handle things similarly. And so I'm like, okay, you're wise and older than me. So Mm -hmm. help me. And then I'm learning from my mom, who is obviously very different from me, as she's different from my dad, like a different perspective right. on things. But I've learned, I'm like, well, I wouldn't have handled that that way at all. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not anything like you. So yeah. um, I have learned that's a big, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So I do like, I like more than I dislike about dating somebody opposite. Okay. But there definitely are challenges that come with dating somebody that's different. Yeah. From you in a lot of ways. So I agree. that would be my. Yeah. I have always said I didn't want to date the boy version of me. Um, and I don't. I still don't. I yeah. mean, I think if you're similar in all ways, that'll get boring. I mean, to, for me, to mm-hmm. me, that would. Um, but I've also learned through trial and error. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> that that does not mean I want to date someone who is opposite of me in every way. So I don't think when you think about opposites attract, I think it can be on a more micro level as opposed to on a macro level of like we are complete opposites in every way. It's do opposites attract in the in several specific ways for you. And I have dated guys who were very similar to me and I, I like I said I've dated guys who were very very opposite of me in a lot of ways and in most of those situations they they all made sense on paper you know both the opposites and the um the ones who are similar and so I think it just comes down to on a specific level what do you have in common and what do you not with that specific person And, you know, one area where maybe you guys are opposite, it might work well with one guy, whereas someone who you're opposite in, in that same category might not work well because of other things. Like, you know, it may be that if you're both stubborn, let's say, but you also both, um, so you have that in common, but then one of you is more conflict averse than the other let's say but you're both very stubborn we're not gonna want to give but you're also one of you's gonna run away from conflict the other one's not and that may not work whereas if you have more give and take or you are more similar in your conflict approach the other of those things might work yeah 
That's so a great gonna, way to think you know, about it. Movement, I hadn't thought about it that way. those things where you're like, okay, I do well with an opposite in this, may be contingent on other things being similar or opposite too. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's good. Um, I do think a lot of times the whole opposites thing is seen, whether it's in movies or whatever, as it's, it's more romantic. You've got the fire and ice, the passionate, exciting thing. Um, but I always think, are you really looking for this like bipolar relationship? Like you, like <laughs> that's so true. that's the that's the glamorized movie version of it. But in real life, you've got this constant up and down, which is not well because in the movies you're only seeing the up. You're right. seeing one down where mm-hmm. they you know have the fight at the end of the movie yeah. and then they and resolve it's like, it. Oh wait, no. Th- that's the thing is there's this huge blow up, this huge issue, and then they come back and they're like, no, no, we love each other. But nothing, like, that wasn't addressed or fixed Mm-mm. most of the time. And it's like, okay, you're just going to repeat this over and over again. Um, was that, I, I can't remember where I heard it. Was, it, was, it said that's why um, fairy tales don't have sequels. Yeah. So anyway. Um, no one wants to watch that. <laughs> no one wants close to see to real that. Life. That's not the, an escape from reality at all. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't think, I don't think that's what, at least I, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, I think it's more about how does this other person complement and balance out your strengths and weaknesses? Um, because at the end of the day too, your relationship isn't about your relationship as the end all be all. It's about how does it make you both more like Christ? Um, and then what kind of a picture of the gospel is it to the world? Yeah. And so like if you're solely looking at it from this movie perspective of the relationship as like the ultimate, so you want it to be exciting and you want to do all these things because that's your ultimate end. That's just a totally different lens that you're looking through as opposed to, is this person going to sanctify me? You know, push me in my, not, they're not going to sanctify you, but you don't want to be yeah, like, I know what you mean, push yeah. you in your sanctification. Are you going to be able to serve well together and all of those things? Um, so yeah, I think that has been what I have learned over time is that sometimes things that you thought would be really great for you. I mean, cause I've had things, um, that I was just like on my list. These are things I'm looking for big things. And then you get that thing. And in real life you're like, Oh, that's not as helpful as I thought it was going to be. Um, the big thing is like you, you have to learn to adjust and grow and change those things because if you stay in this fairy tale place in your head of like, no, but I really want this because I think it's going to, I think this is what it's going to be like. If after a time or two of having that thing, whatever that quality or characteristic is, and it never works out well, <laughs> I don't mean the relationship. I mean that specific thing you got to let go of what you have in your head. Yeah. It's not reality at that point. Yeah. So. Well, and I think the other side of the coin too, is there may be things where you think, Oh, we have to be similar in this, or if we're opposite, this is never going to work. Yeah. And then you realize oh, that's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to jump ahead yet. Cause we'll talk about this at the end, but you don't figure that out until you date somebody. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's the thing I keep going back to is, a lot of the conversations Bethany and I have had about this is what our expectation was of how something looked on paper versus Mm -hmm. how it was in reality. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, not in every situation, but a lot of times things end up panning out differently in real life than they, you think they will based on how it looks on paper. 
Yes. And the key is if you hold on to what you think it, that what it looks like on paper, if you hold on to that as being your guide and that's the thing that never gets changed or edited, you don't ever edit that list on paper. Um, I think that may get you in trouble. Yeah, I would agree. Um, because you're going to keep looking for the same thing that doesn't work because you think, oh, well, that's, you think that's not the problem. Yeah. And so there ha- it's definitely an evolving and growing process. Definitely. Okay. So as we so like to do around here, mm-hmm. let's not look at some pros and cons. Yes. <laughs> Love me a good pro con list. <laughs> so first thing on the pros list of being, op- so pros of being opposite with someone, whether yeah. it's completely, whether it's in a few areas, whatever it is. You, you can and do balance each other out. Um, you see each other's blind spots probably better. Um, and you're able to speak into those areas, yes. I guess. Um, so I think that is something that is very much a pro. Um, another one I think is that kind of dovetails from that is that there is great growth that can happen in your sanctification when you have those differences, especially if they're things I mentioned being stubborn earlier, where if the two of you are both really stubborn, well, you're not going to see that. Like, not that you never would, but because you're the same in that, it's not as much room. I don't think to change and grow and be more sanctified in that because you're both like, it's probably a blind spot for them too. And that like, you just don't see it as much or it'll blow up because they're that way, but they see it in you and they, you just go round and round. But <laughs> that's been more my experience. <laughs> it's way easier <laughs> to point it out in the other person, even if it's a quality you have. And then they're like, well, you're being the same way. I'm like, no, no I'm not. <laughs> no, but I do think when you have that opposite perspective, there's great room for them to see those things and push you and bring you along and same for you there's there's just a lot of room for that to be something that can work out well I think yeah and I think what's cool too is when you are really different from somebody and you see qualities in them that you admire that you like that you wish you had you get to see someone live those out and then learn to emulate those things in your own life you know it's it's really um like you said, there's a lot of room for growth and it's really cool to be able to look at this person that you're dating and that you're in a relationship with and be like, wow, I really love how, um, just easily they forgive people. That's mm-hmm. not something I'm good at. And so to watch them do that, cause it's, it's one thing to be like, oh, I know I need to forgive better yeah. or quicker uh-huh. or whatever. But then to see somebody model that for you, somebody you really love and care about, is a really cool thing and then you have an example to follow of I really like this about Mm -hmm. them I wish I was more this way I want to learn from you and that's a really cool thing to see that happen on both ends because you would hope that he would have the humility and the self-awareness to want to do that with you too Mm -hmm. and recognize things in you that he doesn't have quite the like natural default to do and wants to emulate those things that he admires in you so that's what that's the really like beautiful part of it there are also parts of like oh well you just <laughs> my i've been i've reacted both ways of like oh i really like this about him and i wish i was more like that and then other times when it's like something you like but it's pointed at you mm-hmm. and you know you're not that way you're like well aren't you just mr perfect <laughs> and that's in your flesh that that reaction comes out so just be mindful of that too yeah uh, one other pro before we jump to the cons is that a lot of times when you're different from somebody, you're going to end up trying 
and experiencing and doing things you would have never done on your own yeah. or with someone who's really similar than mm-hmm. you. Um, whether that's just doing, you know, things out of your comfort zone, going places you never would have gone, trying food you never would have tried. I mean, this doesn't have to be super deep. It can just be things mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I've never done it that way. Or um, I've never eaten this before. Or I've never thought about going there and or jumping out of a plane, you know, if you want to go to the extreme. <laughs> but um, this is something that I really love because I'm not a super adventurous person mm-hmm. or a very spontaneous person. So when I am with somebody like that, it's so much better and so much more fun because I'm, even though I may be hesitant at first or like, I don't know about this or whatever. A yeah. lot of times I'd say probably 70 to 80% of the time, <laughs> I'm really glad I did the thing or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, because I would have done it on my own. There are the other, you know, 20% that I'm like, I knew I wouldn't like, like I this. I knew I would hate this. <laughs> and my opinion was correct <laughs> or my assumption was correct. Yeah. But yeah, you definitely get pushed out of your comfort yeah, zone. And that's really, it's a good thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're so, um, I think as humans just, apt to dig our heels in and stay complacent and stay where we're comfortable and you know growth doesn't happen in the midst of comfort so I think that that's something really cool about being with somebody that's different from you I agree I think that's one of in my my experience that has been one of the funnest pros yeah I guess you could say Yeah, yeah yeah um is doing those things you're like oh wow i never would have done this on my own i never mm-hmm. would have tried this i never would have th- some of it's just i never even would have thought yeah about going and doing this absolutely thing. and it's not i'm not talking about like big spiritual things i'm talking about going to a you know a, an experience like go try something new. go try mm-hmm. a restaurant like you were saying go do things that you wouldn't it can be little things yeah exactly um yeah, I think that's good. Okay, so now let's move on to the not so good things. <laughs> on to the cons. Um, this is a con that I have seen, um, that I have dealt with. I guess you could say is that sometimes when you are really different from someone, understanding where that person is coming from can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, this is something that I struggle with maybe more than the average person. I don't know. I feel like I do. Based Ooh, on vulnerability hour with Bethany. Here um, we go. <laughs> I, I'm a very like, I'm a very decisive person. I'm a very like rational person. And so I look at something and I evaluate it and I have a decision and I have the reasons why. And I, I do that fairly quickly. And then when you couple that with my horrible tendency to think that I'm never wrong, um, I'm pretty, pretty set in what I think a lot of times. Kristen will attest. I, yes. I, I, I always say I'm doesn't really matter what it is. If you give me something, I'll have an opinion yeah. about it. Like I can, <laughs> I can come up with it. It's true. Um, and so it is, it's just, it's hard for me. And it's something that I work on is understanding differences like that. Because in my mind, why would anyone be different? Mm, like yeah. it makes sense to me what I think and where I, how I've evaluated this and all these things. So others don't make sense. Yeah. And so that rational part of my brain kicks in of like, why would you want to do something that doesn't make sense? Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Right. So this is one that's a constant and you're never going to be with someone who's completely like you. So this will always be something I know that I have to deal with and have to like work on. And so that's something that I do focus on, but the more different you are, 
the bigger this con becomes, I think. Um, because like you were saying, these opposites, quote unquote, aren't solely personality. It could be how they grew up and versus how you grew up. It could be how you socialize. You know, do you like going out and he likes staying in and having people over? Um, what kind of entertainment do you like? Do you, you know, do you like doing the same types of things? Now, going back to what Kristen said, you'll try different things. You'll do different. That's good. But sometimes you're like, but I don't, I don't get why, why would you want to do this? Why is this entertaining? And that's where grace and being selfless come in because it's important to this other person. So it doesn't have to be as important to you, but you should want to be involved. Um, how you vacation is another one. Like these types of things, like how do you spend holidays? What is that? What does family look like? Because how you grew up is going to influence what that looks like to you. Whether it's, I had an awesome family and I want it to be exactly the same. I had an awesome family and I want it to be completely different, but I also don't have a good point of reference. So you're trying to meld these things together. There's going to be some discussion that needs to be had and that might not always be fun. (laughs) Definitely Um, not. Now, another, I was under the cons because I was thinking in that, that line of thought when I came to it is that there will be lots of compromising that happen here. Um, which isn't bad, I don't guess, necessarily. I mean, that's not that's not a con, per se. But when you have to compromise a lot, that means you're not getting your way a lot. And anytime that happens with anyone, and don't try to act like you're better than we are, this is across the... I mean, don't yeah. be like, oh, no, I'm not like that. You are. We yeah. all are. I'm just saying, <laughs> part of being this human. is a universal thing. Yeah. The more you don't get your way, the more it opens you up for a potential conflict. It just mm-hmm. does. And so I think that is something that, again, if you're different in a few areas, it's going to be easy. If you're different in almost every area, this is going to increase exponentially. So yeah. just be aware of that. I don't think really any of these things that are cons are necessarily, like sometimes a pro and a con is like, okay, if there's too many on this con list, like we probably shouldn't be together. I don't think that's the case here necessarily. It's just more of a, more of a kind of thing where it's like, okay, we need to be aware of these things and know it ahead of time and just kind of have it on our radar so that we're not surprised by them when they pop up. But it's something to deal with and move forward. We're not talking about like huge character flaws. They're just different. No one's going to be perfect. So anyway. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times cons are like your reason not to do something and you're not going to date anybody where you don't run into at least one of these yeah. Even if you're like really similar to the person because mm-hmm. you, there is not another you out there. No. So you're going to find, even if you're mostly similar to somebody uh-huh. that you're dating, there will be differences. So this isn't where normally we're like, warning, warning, don't do this. Right. It's more of a, like Bethany said, these are things you need to remember and keep in mind that you will come up against. And the degree in which you come up against it will vary based on how similar, how different you are from the person that you're dating. Um, And the last thing, it kind of goes hand in hand with what she was saying before in regards to conflict. But y'all know my cons are going to be around conflict. But (laughs) when you are specifically different in the way you communicate... That's go, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be pretty rocky um, <laughs> when you're figuring that out. And again, the conf- the opportunity for conflict will probably increase um, because not only are you disagreeing on something or are you having a different perspective on something, but then you're talking about it differently or you're trying to communicate it differently or maybe 
you know, he is a verbal processor and you are an internal processor. Or maybe, you know, he has a temper and you shut down when he has an outburst. Or you have the temper. I don't know. Um, So as you're trying to figure out not only what the issues are that you're dealing with, you kind of tack on to that how you communicate about the issues. If that's super different, that's going to add another level of complexity. Again, not impossible to overcome at all. Mm -hmm. But as you are, I feel like this is the, the point of your relationship where you're going to figure this out is after the woo phase, but you don't need to wait and figure this out. Like after you're married, like, you you know, I was listening to a podcast uh, this morning about, um, it was a Christian counselor uh-huh. was talking about relationships and he said that the first 90 days of a relationship is like the woo period. Okay. And he's like, I don't recommend anybody get engaged in the first 90 days because <laughs> the woo hasn't worn off yet. Um, he's like, not that I'm sure there aren't people who've beaten that, but as a, as a generalization, oh goodness, I don't recommend that. And so when you kind of get through that and you're having these more serious conversations yeah. and, you know, the relationship is getting deeper and you're having a fight here or there about certain things. That's where this stuff's going to come up and it's worth sorting through and not just shoving under the rug because it's this kind of stuff that you're going to realize, okay, yes, this is going to be tough, but we can work through it or this is not going to work Mm -hmm. and we don't need to continue in this relationship. So just keep that in mind. Got it. Wait until after the, that sounds like a, blog post title or something like a (laughs) we do an episode on that and then there's after the woo after the woo wait till after the woo wears off sounds like a country song (laughs) yeah oh man that's hilarious okay so now that we have we've talked about our experiences we've talked about pros and cons let's kind of wrap this up with basically what do we do now like if we've determined that there are pros and cons dating somebody different than you there perks there are potentials potentials is that a plural there is the potential there is the potential for conflict that sounds better um what do you do what do you look for let's kind of dive into that and i will answer that question first by saying the first thing you need to remember is you are only going to figure all of this out by (laughs) dating this is not something that you can purely do in your head or in hypotheticals or vicariously through your friends relationships can you learn a lot that way absolutely but you are not going to know specifically what works well with you if you don't date yeah and again goes back to what beth and i were saying earlier everything can make sense on paper Mm -hmm. and then you know it's like when you build ikea furniture like if you look at the directions like technically this would make sense on paper and then you actually go try to build the dang thing and you end up like me and throwing a hammer into your couch and like just because I didn't want to break anything, but I wanted to throw something and, you know, screaming and trying to do something without any help. And it's just awful. And so something can make sense on paper, but until you actually go to build the relationship, it may not, you know, you're not going to know exactly what's going to work. And so, um, the only way you're going to know is by dating. So yeah, don't feel like you've got to, have this all figured out ahead of time. Don't feel bad if you decide you need to change some things that you were looking for. We talk all the time about how our lists have been modified quite uh, drastically since we first made them. 
And that's because we've dated. Yeah. And that's one thing I was going to point out is, yeah, don't, you were saying you have to, to figure these things out by dating. And I wanted to just kind of encourage, I guess, too, that if you go into something and you have your list all figured out and you're like, this is what I need, this is what I'm looking for and whatever. And then you date someone who has several of those things and it's not what you were hoping. Don't, I guess, don't, don't view it as a failure. You know, it's just an encouragement to just say, okay, well, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking. And learn from that, grow from that, and take the positive from that. It doesn't mean you're bad at dating. doesn't mean you need to change necessarily things about yourself. Like, don't, I guess, don't change who you are, unless it's like a character flaw that needs improvement. But don't change who you are so that this guy you've created on paper will maybe be more compatible with you as opposed to changing the paper yeah and saying oh you know what maybe i need something a little bit different and finding that real guy yeah to be with the real you yeah does that make sense yeah i think that makes a lot of sense y'all know i love a good sports analogy um <laughs> and i coach basketball so i will do my best to explain this in ways that if you don't watch basketball you understand what i'm saying but yeah. I was just telling Bethany about the varsity girls team we coached. We played a game a couple weeks ago and the first half we only scored nine points and it was absolutely Ooh. atrocious. And we <laughs> looked like we had never played a basketball game in our entire lives. And it was so frustrating, but I like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, these girls are not bad at basketball. They yeah. are not bad. They have the uh-huh. skill set. They, ha- but they were not applying it in ways that was helpful. <laughs> and so we go out there. It's not like I went and got a brand new team. I didn't go no. pick up like people yeah. out of the audience. Like, all right, y'all go try because clearly <laughs> our people aren't working. It's like no. We well, put- and you didn't give up at halftime. No, like, there's no point in no. even trying this anymore. No, they kept going. And did we have to make adjustments? Yes. To the game plan, yes. To the way they were playing, yes. Because even though they had the skill set, they had to apply it differently Mm -hmm. in order to be successful. And we ended up winning the game. And there was quite a swing in the third quarter. It was really great. Um, And I was a lot less stressed in the third (laughs) quarter. But you don't just totally throw in the towel. And like Bethany said, you're not bad at dating because you have one bad experience or one bad relationship or whatever. It's just That's just dating. It is. Uh, And... Dating is not a game of ratios here. You are going to have a very low success rate. Yeah. <laughs> it only needs to work once. Yeah. Like, it really just needs to work yeah. once. And this is not like, oh, I need to have 14 successful relationships before I can get married. It's like, nope, they're all going to fail except for one, <laughs> hopefully. And yeah. that's all you have to worry about. So it's not like you need to have a winning record here. It's just learning to make those adjustments as you go is what's yeah. important. Not just thinking... Oh, well, I had it all wrong and it didn't work. So I must be awful and I don't know anything and this is terrible and I'm either going to give up or entirely change who I am. Like, don't go to extremes. extremes. Yes. (laughs) So good point. Okay. I've lost my page. Hold on. Okay. Next thing. And this is, I've kind of touched on it a couple of times, but this is a big one for me is I'm looking for someone who is different in some ways and similar in others. In order for that to work, though, you have to know yourself and know what those areas are. You can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to look for someone who's different in some ways and similar in others and be like, we'll find out what ways those are later. (laughs) Like, Look at the draw. It's not that. It's not a general, well, he can be different in some ways and similar in others. Everyone's going to be that. Like, you need to know kind of what those things are. And One thing, just to give you like a practical example, because this is one that I've had to like learn over time is like, for me, you would think, and I did, 
that I'm super talkative and outgoing and, you know, like to socialize and all these things that it would work well for me to be with someone who is more classically introverted, maybe a little shy, just really quiet. That's like, I mean, you know what I mean? Those two are some of the first things you think about of like opposites attract. And that works so well for some people. I've dated that guy a couple of times and that's just, it doesn't work for me. Um, I really like the witty, like banter, like that sort of interaction. And when someone's not, I'm not gonna say I get bored, but I just, I don't know. It's It's not not as fun. It's not fun. Yeah. Um, And that's okay. And yeah, so in my experience, that's not been the case. I, so I know that about myself and I know on paper that would make sense in real life. It just doesn't for me. Now, I'm not saying we need to go out all the time and socialize all the time and whatever, but I also know, like, I need to be with someone whose view of socializing and hospitality are similar to mine. Um, That they like to talk and interact and cut up and whatever. We need to be similar in those things. Um, Because that's what I've said. I, I... on my list is that I, I want to be with someone who likes to laugh. We don't have to have the same sense of humor necessarily. So we could be different in that, but we need to have the similarity of we both like to laugh. If he's super serious and stoic and doesn't like that, that doesn't work well with me. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I think that's good. And kind of piggybacking off of that, I think like Bethany was saying, figuring out what those things are, that you would rather be different or that you would want to be similar figure those things out ahead of time Mm -hmm. if at all possible not while you're dating somebody or on the brink of dating somebody and I say that because if you are already if you're already with someone and you want I'm not saying don't but you might want to rope in some people to help you kind of sort through that and make sure that you're not just writing down a list of qualities that describe the person that you're with. Because if you are, if you have a certain guy in mind, that is whether you realize it or not going to affect what you say you're looking for or what you say you're okay with being different versus what you're okay with being similar on. Whereas if you're not with anybody or you don't have a certain person in mind, you can truly and authentically say, Hey, I really want to make sure that he can banter and, you know, mm-hmm. laugh with me or it is not okay if he is an introvert because I'm super extroverted yeah. and I don't want to feel like I've got to be home half the week. Like whereas if you're dating somebody and they are an introvert, you're like, "Oh, well, I guess it's fine." When really you get bitter and resentful about yeah. it all the time. So, well, yeah, don't don't throw all those things you've learned from your past experience cuz like you're saying you have to date people to really get a handle on this. So, mm-hmm. don't throw those things you've learned out the window because the guy in front of you is all of those things that you've learned don't work. Now, I'm not saying you can't compromise, but you guys know the situations we're talking about where there's someone in front of you, he seems interested, but he's got five things that you know absolutely do not work for you in a relationship. But here's someone who's interested. He's someone. Mm -hmm. And you like other things about him, but you know this never works. And I'm not talking about like... Oh, he likes different movies than me. I'm talking about more fundamental life things. Just really think about that. Either 
this isn't going to work. We don't need to get started with this. Or I really need to put in some change to some things in my life before this is going to work. And you, you know, the difference, you know what those things are. We can't, you know, so many things we can't give you a cookie cutter, one, two, three list of do this, don't do that, whatever. We can give you some broad principles and kind of guide thought processes, but we're not in every situation. We don't know. So exactly. Take that. Do Go in Godspeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, That's man. funny. All right, Bethany, final thoughts. Okay. So my final thing that I think I would leave you with, and I've just been thinking about this over time, not just today, is this is not like the movies. You know, we talk about that with so many things, but I think movies have just killed relationships in a lot of ways for us in that in all of the rom-com plot lines, the negative character qualities in someone are either just glossed over completely or they're made to be cute and endearing. For example, I watched a Hallmark movie a while ago that I don't remember the exact plot, but I remember telling Kristen about this. So the girl is engaged or about to be at the beginning of the movie. She's going back to her hometown. I think they grew up together. Um, he's like a dentist now. I think he's a dentist. He has a good job. He has a house. He has like he's stable. his life together. So they're going back to the town and you know, going into it though, that's not going to last. Right. I mean, you know right. how these things go. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. So they went back to the hometown and I want to say, the guy she ends up with that like comes back to town, I think it was for like their mom's surprise birthday party, is her fiance's brother. Oh. Who? Oh dear. Wanders the country more or less. He's an artist, or he plays guitar, or whatever. AKA, very selfish, immature, has no idea what he's doing with his life, and is not reliable. Okay. So how do they paint this in the movie? dentist guy who she's practically engaged to is boring and he doesn't understand and he's just you know what kind of a fun life would that be versus brother who in real life would be a bum (laughs) is the exciting you know intriguing one that that's who she ends up with and it hit me after watching that movie that we want the glossed over and we want the fun parts of what the brother is painted to be, but we also want him to be the dentist who has his whole life together. That's what we want in real life. That's not what they paint in the movies. And so I think you have to be smart about what those opposite things are because you can't have it both ways. Does that make sense? Like that's kind of going back to that movie. Like, but it's not going to be this seamless fall into place, just automatically complimentary thing. Like this takes work and effort in real life to be able to build a relationship around things that are different or fallen sinful human beings. So, you know, in that movie, she ends up with this guy who his life is 100% different than hers, but it seems exciting in the moment. And so they end up together and it's like, that would never work. And so, but the, the whole thing is so the, the work and the effort that went into building a life with the dentist is boring and not worth the effort. 
And so I think so often these days, it seems like anytime something's not easy or it doesn't just automatically fall into place, then that just suddenly means, well, it's time to end it. Yeah. And I'm just going to be really blunt and honest with you guys. Cause that's what I'm good for around here. That is a really <laughs> great way to end up single forever. Whew. It is. And She's I'm not preaching wrong. to the choir, but that right there will have you single for the rest of your life. If the moment you get to something being hard or it's difficult or it's not just falling into place like the movies, you cut and run, mm. you're never going to have a long-term meaningful relationship because they're all going to be hard. Yeah. Whether you're opposite in a hundred ways or two, yeah, it's never going to be easy. So this whole opposites attract thing is about like kind of back at the beginning of like finding a relationship that honors the Lord, that you serve him well together and being opposite and similar in ways that enable you to both be able to do that to the best of your ability, not to make it easy on you to have a good relationship. That's the goal at the end of the day. Amen. And we're calling it there. Okay. You just can't end it better than that. <laughs> so good. All right, guys, that wraps up episode two for the season. Again, thanks for joining us. We're super excited for all of the different conversations that we get to have this season. And if you haven't already, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we did a couch cast this past Friday where we talked about the importance of common interests and how that uh, our opinions on that question have changed yes. since we first talked about it three years ago, which holy crap, it's been three years. <laughs> yeah. And then our season premiere, if you haven't listened to that, is where I sit down with... Me too. I'm there too. I was going to say, I sit down... <laughs> with kevin my fiance and bethany interviews mainly him um yeah. <laughs> but that's our men tell all episode but you guys had been wanting some details about him and i said that i would not break the rule that he doesn't get talked about until we're engaged so he's thrilled uh to finally actually have a name but um, <laughs> if you haven't checked that episode i'll really be sure and go do that it was a really fun conversation and we will be back next week with another episode for y'all but until then i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle mm-hmm.